Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time it is that you Inky Savages are joining us, we are at episode number 161 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. We're excited to be here. And I just, I, I can't wait to talk to Tom about the recap of the Long Island Pen show that we had. It was a lot of, a lot, yes. uh, there's a lot to talk about. I, regale, I'm us, regale us of your stories, Roy. Yes, like, like yes. a lot of good stories, not because of the pen show and not because of anything anyone else can relate to, but I'll talk about that. And I'll also talk about maybe criticisms I have of the show or things that I, I noticed. But before we get into that, I just want you guys to keep doing what you're doing. Keep picking up your pens and your pen paraphernalia over at Goldspot pens and please use the affiliate link found in the description below click on that and make sure to use coupon code garfield at checkout for an additional savings on products on the gold spot website again using the affiliate link so i have an orange tabby just all three of my cats some of the cutest cats in the history of anything ever born ever and Tom chose Garfield because he knows how much I love my cats and how much they're I mean, a big part of my life. I mean, you love them all, but I, 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 I pick Garfield just first, you know. Yeah, so when we, when we do the new coupon code, we'll go with another name of one of my cats because I, we got to go through all three. We can't just single out and favor because I love them all and so much. you know, much. Uh, the reason why I like your name so much is because if I had three cats, they would probably be named the same exact way. Mm. Great minds think alike, son. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? So... Yes, please use the affiliate link and use coupon code Garfield to save yourself some extra money. And keep an eye out because Luxury Brands is distributing the newest ink color and they're introducing a new project series volume from Colorverse Ink. It's a Nebula special, cosmically glistening and out of this world gorgeous. So, so wait, what's the name of the ink? It's the project, was it volume six? Six, I think Nebula it is? Special. Oh, so okay. all three of these are shimmer inks, and I believe they are all multi chromatic shimmer inks. Like, so it's like, two, or, or maybe like two out of three of them. Oh, no. I, th- I think what? they're, they're like, they have like multiple shimmer colors mm. going on there. It's, it's, it's very shimmery. It's just okay. super shimmery. So I'm going to read the names because they got some pretty, pretty funny names i like mm-hmm. the names of the the first one is my favorite monkey head nebula yes. I don't know, i'm assuming they're naming this after like stuff in space these that are looks like these are real head. celestial bodies that are out there they're just not throwing stuff out there or they could be you never know you gotta look to the skies i guess do you know if they're actual celestial names monkey head uh, nebula uh, we we could probably look it up it sounds plausible i know Horsehead nebula is one of them Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know there's the constellation Orion. I know that, or the Big Dipper, Little Dipper, mm. but those are not colorverse names. But they there's do... also, sorry, go ahead. Now they do have the uh, the other project series. The more recent one has all of the different zodiac signs on there. So there's like Aquarius, Taurus, Sagittarius. Like they have all of those constellations, and I know those are real. So I have to imagine that with color versus pedigree for picking real scientific or astro- astronomical themes uh-huh. that these are probably real. Okay. Real so things, let's say yeah. they're real and there's one out there called monkey head. Yay. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of monkey head. Yeah. <laughs> so many 
immature jokes with that name. And then there's a greenish one called Cat's Eye Nebula. I can totally get on board with that. And finally, there is a, I don't even know what color this is, but it's called Iris Nebula. It's like it's a grayish, like a, purplish. Yeah, like grayish, purplish. Yeah. So they all look really fantastic. I oh, think you know what's it, missing off of this one, though? Um, there's the fourth color, Chicken Head Nebula. Are you are you messing around or is that is that true? <laughs> yeah, I'm messing around. <laughs> okay. Sorry, we didn't get we didn't get past the uh, the disclaimer before we're dropping that one. <laughs> right, right. Chicken head. Yeah. Okay. So there is no chicken head, right? Like Bryce didn't leave out the no. chicken head one, right? Okay. No. So we'll, don't say stuff like that during the sponsorship. People are gonna think it's real. They're gonna be like, I wanted my chicken head. Now I'm never listening to this podcast ever again because you yes. made me think there was going to be Chicken Head. Instead, I have to settle no, for Monkey not. Head, Cat's Eye Nebula, and Iris Nebula, all glistening mm -hmm. inks. They're gorgeous, and it's part of Colorverse Project, New Experiment in Colors and Radiant Ideas. It's Volume 6, Nebula Special. So check those out. Make sure you get them at Gold Spot Pens using the affiliate link in the description below. Okay, so... Like I said before, I want to talk about the pen show that's coming up, so I'm really excited to talk about that. I want to show you some acquisitions that I got this week, but before we get started with this week's episode of the podcast, I want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I, mostly from me. So before more, we have more now on the podcast. The Pet Boy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. With me drinking a Starbucks cup of yes. coffee that I had just received when taking my wife out for a very quick date to the local Barnes and Noble, we perused all of the stacks of books. It was a recently remodeled Barnes and Noble, and they changed the layout so that it has like a whole bunch of these little like awesome nooks where you could actually sit down. You could open up a book, you could just pull one off the shelf and check check it out. Um, but yeah, we were just browsing and drinking coffee i didn't so. know barnes noble still existed they do um the one that's in my area downsized so they had a whole big building and then they moved in where an old sports store was like in the same strip mall area okay. and but they but they downsized but the thing is like even though they downsized the store still feels massive because of the way that they laid it out oh that's cool and they're that's really cool. taking advantage of this like you know this popularity in reading that comes from book talk if you've ever heard of that no. where a lot of people there's a lot of influencers out there that are talking about the books that they're reading and there's like a subgenre of of tiktok where it's called hashtag book talk and that's how my wife and i have been able to find a lot of interesting books that we like is because you have these people who are like i read this i enjoy this i mm -hmm. you would also love this and right. that's you just get down the rabbit hole that way. Okay. Some, similarly to how you that's do with cool. fountain pens, you know. I'm glad because I remember when I was a kid, there was a Barnes & Noble bookstore in the Bay Terrace Shopping Center, and it was huge. And you could literally go in there, and I would go in there and read graphic novels and comic books at the cafe that they had. Yeah. At the time, it wasn't Starbucks, I don't believe. It turned into Starbucks eventually. It did, yeah. So it was almost like it sucks, I guess, because I, you know, I was a kid, so I didn't have money so i would just read them and then put them back i didn't just as long as you don't them. crease the spines and doggy ear the pages i, think I know i wouldn't right. i wouldn't do that because someone's gonna buy that and i wouldn't we were just actually we were going to ask but they were closing the place up but we wanted to kind of get a barometer on like what the etiquette is on if 
like we want to bring in a library book that we have and then just sit there amongst all the other books and read because it's a pretty cool place to go to and hang out like it's a nice vibe that you get there but it just kind of seems counter commercial productive if you bring in a book from the outside and then just enjoy their space reading a book maybe you could buy a coffee but you know i mean i think i think if you bought coffee and and you like spent money like having like snacks and and coffees i think they probably wouldn't mind but i think that's the right Mm -hmm. thing to do to ask about the etiquette and stuff like that because a lot of times you end up doing stuff you don't even realize you know like is it like, against for example, store policy? Is it not? Yeah, and there, there might be a standard that you don't know about. Like, for example, I found, about, found out about this one recently from Instagram Reels. There's a guy named Joey Swole, and Joey he's Swole. a TikTok, TikTok Instagram influencer for physical fitness and gym etiquette. And, right. And I don't think I ever did it, or if I did, I unknowingly did something that's not gym etiquette like for example you know where the dumbbells are the racks of dumbbells yes so i never realized until i saw this guy's video that if you take a set of dumbbells you need to move away from the rack and not stand within like a few feet of the the rack and like do your workout Mm -hmm. so i think that i might be guilty of that i won't do it again but i don't really go to commercial gyms i always go to my private gyms but the next time I go to a commercial gym, which I don't foresee happening in a while, I'll take it away so that way I don't block any access. You know what I mean? Like I usually stand about three feet away. It's enough room for someone to get through, but right. it could be uncomfortable. So I know not to do that anymore. And then I don't think I did it a lot because when I do use dumbbells, I usually bring it to the bench that I'm using. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. And then I, I always obviously re-rack and and wipe that's what i do at my my private gym i don't go to a commercial gym Mm -hmm. but i usually go to a spot so i don't usually stand in front of the rack because it's it's not gym etiquette so i learned that and and you wouldn't even know to ask that like hey is this etiquette you wouldn't even know that there's anything wrong with it until someone tells you so right you know there's that and also or until you get the stink eye from enough people you know but the thing is i don't pay attention to other people when i'm in the gym (laughs) I just don't, you know, like I, I have you're my too, buds. You're too absorbed into all of this. Yeah, like I, I just down. put my buds in. Yeah. I listen to my Blackpink playlist because I love mm-hmm. Blackpink. And I just do my workout. I don't even like, I don't make eye contact with people. I just do my workout. I don't chit chat, you know, so I just I just do my thing. And But if someone did come up to me and be like, hey, listen, man. What you're doing is kind of like not gym etiquette. Can you do it like this? I would just be like, yeah, sure. Thanks for telling me and move on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then not do it again. And obviously the same old gym etiquette that everybody knows, like, like if you're filming yourself in the gym and someone's uncomfortable with it, don't film in the gym while they're there. You know what I mean? Man, the last time that I've gone to a gym was well before that ever was an issue that just like it brought me back to it's like this is the last time i ever went in yeah it yeah. was before cell yeah but you know the thing is that the gym is not the only place to get in shape you can just do it outside because i know you run yeah. a lot you can do it in your basement you can do push-ups you can do burpees you know the gym is yeah, but just... the concept of somebody filming themselves like while working out just, yeah to me it just is like i don't know it's weird yeah well i mean i do it too like i'll do That's an exercise you know and i'll throw it up like i, I don't do it that much 
because mm-hmm. I'm not a I'm not an authority in the gym. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm not. I'm a 180 pounds, and I think I think results that I attain come more so from dieting the right way than mm-hmm. like workout. So I've had a personal trainer, um, a lady named. On her Instagram handle is Body by K. Okay. I, I so her name starts with a K. I can't remember if it's Karina. I think it's Karina, but this this lady is in shape, man. And you know, she's like Diesel, and mm-hmm. she's been working out for thirty years. And you know, I did have her tell me like my form and sucks posture is perfect. Okay. So yeah, no, she was telling me that it's. <laughs> It's perfect and nice. Yeah. And you know what I do is I always I always just start with a weight that I can do and then over time slowly increase. So, you know, she was kind of she wasn't trying to sell me on any kind of personal training or anything like that, but she was mm-hmm. like, you know, you're 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 extremely strong. You have perfect form and your strength comes from doing these things with perfect form. Right. So it made me feel yeah. good. Yeah. So, uh, did you end up finding those pens from the? Yes, uh, I did. Show? So you did. Yeah, the date is April twenty sixth, uh, Wednesday, two thousand twenty three, and this past weekend on April twenty second, Saturday, myself and a couple of friends and one of my friend's cousin, we carpooled all four of us and we went to the New York Metropolitan Pen Show, formerly known as the Long Island Pen Show. So. You're probably going to ask me, oh, how was it? And I'm going to tell you, I, I got to be honest, I know we had the guys on the show, but it was not good. It was kind of, yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. But it's closer, it's just a touch away from good. Because now, what was why was that? Was it what, so? Would you say it was not as good of an experience as the time that we went in October of last year? Yes, it was not as good as an experience as when we went in. I think it was August of last year that we went. It was October. You and I. Okay, let's say it's October. Maybe. I'm pretty I don't sure know, it was whatever. August. It was. It was last he said year, on the show that it was August. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it's, whatever. It is. But let's yeah. whatever. Let's say it's October or August. I am pretty sure it was August, but let's just say I'm wrong not really essential to the story it's the long island pen show of 22 (laughs) tom and i went with a friend of mine right we went with a couple of friends of mine and many t-shirts and many t-shirts so the problem with this year's show was as soon as you enter kenro was on the right side there were no (laughs) t-shirts but they were the only distributor there there was one or two actual retailers Mm -hmm. one of them was crazy allen's and the other okay. one was the Federalist pen and papers. Okay. And those were the only actual retailers. And every, pretty much everybody else was Mike, the owner of the pen show, selling his collection. Or non-retailers and just individuals selling their, re- their stuff. And that's cool. I don't, that's not what I have a problem with. Was mm-hmm. What I have a problem with was there was so much empty space. There were so really? many... There was so much empty space. Even in that small to, little, because it was in the same yeah, room in Hofstra? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it took 10 minutes to, Ooh. 10, 15 minutes to circle and go through the whole thing. Yeah. And then another five just to revisit and stuff like that. Right? Damn. So, 
So the issue with this show, the the New York Metropolitan Pen Show, is Mike and Mario, they got to figure out a way to do better at marketing, to getting the word out. Mm-hmm. When I went there, it was about two o'clock, and it wasn't. It, there was more people working the show than there were actual visitors, and. So I think there's two problems with this. The two, first problem is that they they didn't they tried, but I don't think they created enough. They didn't get enough action. They didn't get enough retailers. Now I love that there are people selling their personal connections. I'm sorry, collections, not connections. Mm-hmm. There's people selling their personal stuff, and it's great because it's not as risky as eBay. Some dude selling his personal collection because you don't know the guy. You're not looking at the actual pen. You're not at least here. You may not know who it is you're buying from, but at least you know what you're buying by holding it, looking at it, talking about it, and that's fine. So I don't have a problem with people that being there selling their personal collection. I think that's great. Yeah, you can find a lot of really unique yes, items, like, vintage. And I did, and I yeah. did. But the thing is, like I said, there just was not enough of them. Right. So it seemed somewhat lame. Mm. You know what I mean? And... I think the lack of marketing on part of Mark and Mario has two has a two-pronged issue. First issue is you're not getting customers and visitors coming to the door. Right. And because of the lack of marketing, there's no buzz and there's no incentive for retailers or other names in the business to come. Like for example, Goldspot didn't come. Oh, Goldspot doesn't really attend do shows right but like let's say let's say this show marketed was marketed really well the name got out there and it was the only thing people were talking about and people were all talking about going and they can't wait to go wouldn't that put in kieran or sal's mind maybe we should yeah and and philadelphia for that is 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 kind of like that for gold spot because it's close enough and the show tends to get a bit of some buzz especially since it's like one of the first ones that happened during the year yeah we we consider we have gone and tabled there a few times and but you know it's yeah just it just for us it's it's a different sort of game you know yeah i understand that i understand and on top of that you know they did try to get other retailers they called everybody they tried to get retailers distributors Mm -hmm. to come they tried to get everybody to come but the the draw is not there there's you're not going to excite Apple Bloomin, Apple Boom. You're not going to excite the guy, the German guy with the ponytail. What the fuck is his name? The German guy with the ponytail. Yeah, yeah he, he's got a, in California. Oh, are you talking about Bittner? Bittner. Bittner's, Bittner's out of the game. Bittner's, really? I didn't know that. Bittner sold it to the Pleasure of Writing. It's a, it's a different brand altogether now okay the same well, store but they right changed it, 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 yeah. irrelevant let's say he was in the game you're not exciting him to come you're not getting yaffa brands to come you know what mm. i'm saying and you know this was what we were talking about with mario and mike say what you will about companies like yaffa brands but they show up and they put on a show and the show includes highly accessible pens for people who don't have a lot of money mm-hmm. kenro shows up come hell or high water and they put on a table and a show the thing is though everything is high end and very expensive so it's not very accessible 
And yeah. then you have Mike, the owner of the show. He has his huge table. It takes up the whole center of the room. Mm-hmm. And everything is vintage stuff that's high end. We're talking several hundred dollars on the low end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the stuff that is accessible is stuff that you probably don't want to buy. It's like an old beat up pen that you need to get restored or they're in a they're in a tray without cases. They're not displayed individually. They're just like you know what I'm talking about? Things yeah. like that. Was and then there at least ha- a nib meister there doing like nib work and things like that or I don't remember. I remember like saying JJ Lax was there last JJ, year. I don't. I didn't see JJ there. No. I I don't remember seeing a Nibmeister. Maybe there was one. I'm not saying there wasn't. I just remember thinking, "Is there a Nibmeister?" And then forgetting to look for one. Oh, right. Jeez. Yeah. And then like you had. But it's hard to miss if you spent the whole ten minutes looking through the entire. Well, I actually. So, <laughs> you know, there, for on a personal level, there was good experiences being there. Yeah. But it's not because. The show was so great. It was because of who was at the show. Right. Right. So, like I said, I don't recall there being a Nib- Nibmeister. There could have been, and I just didn't pay attention. I'm not saying there wasn't. I'm just saying I don't remember one. Mm-hmm. But Crazy Allen was there. And, you know, he he was there talking about pens and trying to sell his pens and I remember, like I said, I remember Federalist Pens and Paper. Tactile Turn was there also, I think. Okay. Is that the name? I can't remember. They machined yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they had yeah, like three or four pens on, a, on, the, on the full table with a couple of mm-hmm. knives. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was a bunch, like I said, most of it was individuals with n- no real affiliation. Not that you need to have one. Like I said, it's great But just like selling. their own personal collections that they're Yeah, selling. their own personal collection. And... On the one hand, yes, you get to see what you're buying. You know what you're buying. You get to hold it, feel it. You can. I, I don't know. I I don't ask people. But that when counts it comes for to... anything that's at a pen show. Sure. But what you're sure. saying is what was missing the... is like something entry level for somebody who it maybe just has like a you know kind of a burning interest more than a full blown sure. passion. Yeah. So you know, but going back to what I was saying about the individual selling their pens, there's no recourse if anything goes wrong. Right, so you buy a pen that's right, thirty years okay. old, and even though at the moment you're like, "Oh, this is nice, it looks really good, let me dip test it, or you know, or something, or you know, let me hold it, let me uncap it, let me take a look at it," and then you decide to buy it, and then when you get home, it's old and the plastic crumbles. Now, that didn't happen to me, but let's say that did happen. That's it. I'm not taking a refund from a guy who's selling his personal collection because he's not gonna get another pen to replace it he's just losing out on the money and the pen so you kind of have to know what you're getting into when you buy from that and there there could be zero element of dishonesty on part of the seller it just there's a higher likelihood of bad luck and i don't think there's anything entirely wrong with that as long as you're prepared for that so this time around i also i'm i'm pretty lucky I bought two pens, both that are from the nineties. Right. And yeah, they're they're fine. They're they work fine. They I ink them up, they write wonderfully. Mario gave me a bottle of New York City USA Robert Oster's ink. So here's the ink. It's cool. uh it's a cerulean blue ink by Robert Oster. Mm-hmm. I think it's fantastic. You know, it's very nice shading. I put up some Instagram on it. 
the two pens that I did buy is a story in itself. And then that's so that's it. So the, the three people that came with me are all pen enthusiasts. They were excited about the show. They had a good time. Nice. They don't have anything to compare it to. Like if the first show was the Long Island Pen Show several years ago, I think they would have had a way better time. But there was nothing that they wanted to buy. And these are three guys who are at the start. If not, they have started their fountain pen virus infection. It's right. at the point in their fountain pen infection where they're, 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 they, wanted to, they wanted to just go there and go on a spending frenzy. They wanted to but drop the, some bills. and they Yeah, just they wanted couldn't. to drop some bills. But there was just not much that, that piqued their interest. And they walked out of there not buying anything at all. Uh, uh, I was almost going to do the same thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they didn't. But then again, pay. you have to be held. You, you, you told the entire audience you were going to a pen show last week. And in the back of your head somewhere, you were like, I have to buy at least one pen to well, show that I was here. Well, <laughs> I you know, some, a couple of people came up to me and wanted pictures and stuff like that. And Oh, cool. And then, yeah, there was a guy, his, you know, a guy named Lamb who I met a couple of years ago, you know, he came up to me the exact same way this time as he did a couple of years ago. He's like, excuse me, are you mm-hmm. Penboy Boy? I'm like, yes. Yeah, I like, am. And I remembered yes. who he was, you know, sweet kid and mm-hmm. young kid. And then I, he was like, he wanted a picture. I'm like, of course, let's take a picture. And and then he's like, oh, I, I met you and took a picture with you a couple of years ago. I'm like, I do, I do remember. I got his name wrong, though, because I'm not good with names. I'm good with faces like you can't believe. Like, I remember faces like photographs. Mm-hmm. And but I just I thought his name was was not Lamb. I think I thought it was like Wang. I could forget you know? somebody's name within the end yeah. of that conversation. I, I'm mm-hmm. just terrible with that. So Lamb, I think it was was his name Lamb. Lamb, Lamb. Lamb if you're listening, I remembered you. Don't worry. Thanks for coming up to me. <laughs> but I just for... completely forgot your name. <laughs> But thanks, everybody, for coming up to me saying hello. It means a lot. I certainly do appreciate it. But the story that happened to me at the pen show that I think was the very main reason why I was so glad I went to the pen show okay. was it had, it had to do with my past. So real quick, just back going back to what I was saying before, there were, the Long Island Pen Show used to – Linda Kennedy and Mike Kennedy used to come. And they would have a table. Josh Lax would be there. You'd have five or six grinders. You'd have, you'd have different distributors. It's almost as if the feeling I got was every bail, everybody bailed on this one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's the feeling I got. The energy was very low. And it was, like I said, they did the best they could or the best they knew how, but it wasn't... If that's how every pen show is, then I'm probably not going back to a pen show. So right. I talked to Mark and Mike, Mario and Mike. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so stupid. I can't remember names. <laughs> I talked to Mario and Mike, and you know they asked me, hey, listen, what, what can you do? How can you help us out? And, and I'm like, listen, whatever you need to help make this show better, you know, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. And... I'm probably going to end up using you, Tom, because when it comes to marketing, that's your wheelhouse. You know what I mean? That's Listen, your wheelhouse. Tom, you know what I just did? I just bought the New York Metropolitan Pen Show, and I'm going to 
I'm yeah. going to run it. I need you to run it for me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. Well, I mean, this, listen. This sound, sounds about right. It sounds like a listen, great T-shirt idea. <laughs> yeah, if I if I were going to invest money, it wouldn't be in the New York Metropolitan Pen Show. And if I did, I certainly wouldn't do it on an impulse like I did with the other things that I bought and then dumped mm-hmm. on you. It definitely would be a long conversation with you, where I'm literally fucking taking notes. And if you say not to do something, I'm going to trust you and just not do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like so, some we of should the have ideas. We I should have. have a for the next one. We should have a coupon code, and then for anybody that goes to the New York Metropolitan Pen Show using our coupon code, we should get like a nice little cut of that action. You know what I'm saying? Seems somewhat selfish. We're trying to help the pen show <laughs> get good. But I mean, we, there has to be lo- some sort of motivation for us too to have to put out right. The but but there, how does that get people to go to the pen show? That's the that's the. That's what we're trying to because figure out Because we told here. them to. <laughs> right. I tell people to buy BRL Coffee Co. And from BRL Coffee Co., but I don't seem, seem to think they're doing that, you know? Mm. Hence the absence of the sponsorship this week, you know? Well, we could, do, we could do this. We could have, like, our own table at the show, and we mm-hmm. could be, like, autographing stuff. Or we could do, like, a live taping of the podcast there. Well, and that could okay, be, that's like, an idea. The main the, events yeah, that would the be autograph- there. The autograph thing is a little bit cocky. I don't think people would give a shit. So we get signed. Not... We get signed cans of seltzer or body parts, mm. whatever you'd like. You know, mm. I think the thing. podcast recording idea is a great thing. I think the idea of making social media content and including people who come and doing giveaways, walking around. Like at one point, it got to a point where they're doing giveaways all day, but it got to a point where there's so few people that they're just like, you know what? Let's not do the giveaway. You know what I mean? Mm. Just we do like people. shots, okay? So we could do shots, and then they would look like little ink. We could do shots out of ink sample vials, and then whoever like takes the most of them like will win a bottle of ink. There you go. You get this is a college campus, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Gotta get the college kids out there. All right. So anyway, let me go back to my story of why the pen show was so valuable to me on that Saturday was because and like I said it has something to do with my past so when I was a young man you are still a young man uh, I don't feel young 43 but when I was a young young man I was you know when I was a young warthog (laughs) what was that from go ahead is that Lion King yes (laughs) so I was a martial arts instructor uh, and I managed the school we had a staff of like 10 people i think instructors and managers i was a i was an instructor and i was the head manager at that time this was about 17 years ago 17 18 years ago and i remember signing up a gentleman for classes training right and it was mm-hmm. intense and he was extremely out of shape at the time. He was he was not in healthy shape. And my big thing at the time was if someone comes in and they are looking to get in shape, then I'm not going to let them leave without committing to it. So at the time, we did month free trials or month trials for 100 bucks. I can't remember what was the promotion at the time yeah but when i had the early renewal conference with him after the second or third week 
he sat down and he was like, okay, so let's talk dollars and cents. If it's not a lot of dollars, it makes sense. If it's too many dollars, it does makes no sense. Mm. So I showed them the price of the programs. And at the time, the programs were sold in packages of classes. Right. And they don't, they don't expire. So the, the package I showed him, there was, there was a 65-class program, a 150-class program, 250-class program, 400. I just can't remember the rest of it. But I remember I showed him the the 65-class program, and at the time it was $1,350 for 65 classes. And, you know, you kind of use them like tokens throughout the week. When you run out of them, you buy more, you know, but they don't right. expire. And how many usually would you do per week? A lot of guys would do two classes a day, two or three times a week. Oh, crap. Yeah. So they would burn through those classes pretty fast. Wow. But if, like, they went away for a year, when they come back, it's still there for them. Ah. Yeah. So I remember he scoffed at the price, and he told me, no way I'm paying that. Mm-hmm. And then I remember telling him, and it might it, – it probably came off, came off very harsh and – I told him that, you know, you're morbidly overweight mm-hmm. and you have to make lifestyle choices that will extend your life instead of shorten it. Right. And you need to commit to it because if you don't, you're going to be victim to so many different things that's going to shorten your life. Meanwhile, we live in a world where everything is trying to kill us. I said, don't leave here. You sign up. You pay the money. And then you come every week. And you make that decision because you care about yourself. And I might have been a little harsher at the time because I was a little bit more arrogant as a young man. I was, you know, I was fighting and I was feeling tough and strong and I felt like I was in charge. Mm-hmm. And then I remember he said to me, okay. And then we went over the pricing again, and he he ended up staying for three years, right? And the last time I had seen him before the show, because I did run into him at the show, was 15 years ago I was on the subway. And at that time, I remember thinking, well, this, this guy, you know, he did come every week for three years. He didn't stop. And you how know, course, did he progress? Like, because you said he was like morbidly obese. Yeah. Did how did he, he progress, progress while in, I was like, three while years? I was there? I don't think he progressed much. No. Because the misconception and the thing is, well, it's not a misconception. But if you eat unhealthy foods and you have a poor dietary lifestyle, mm-hmm. and because of that you gain an extreme, you know, extreme amount of weight. Doing that and exercising is better than doing that and not exercising, right? right? But I always tell this to people, and it's just the truth. There is nothing you can do as an adult to out-train a poor diet. Mm-hmm. You can never catch up with a poor eating lifestyle. There's no exercise. You can't no make up with like, mm-hmm. a ton of exercise to make up for terrible no. eating habits. No, so yeah. like if you eat garbage all week and then you are a mountain climber, Maybe for a while it'll work, but how long will that be sustainable before joints can't take it anymore? You just can't out-train a poor diet. You just can't. And there's people who say, oh, I train hard so that I can, 
drink and eat fries on the weekends and stuff like that, and it works for them for a while, but you it will catch up, and there is nothing you can do to out-train a poor diet. So over the last couple of years, I thought about him. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I thought about him especially during the outbreak of the coronavirus pandemic because that was the year I went, I, you know, I, I, I went to a lot of funerals, you know. It, it wasn't an easy year, you know, buddy of mine. And you were thinking because of his condition that yeah you know he was he was susceptible to catting mm-hmm. it and possibly gay but I'm, yeah. I'm guessing this is going to lead to the fact that you might have seen him on yeah i i you predicted that well because i did say i did run into him so i did run yes. into him he was at a table <laughs> and what caught my eye at the table was this pen here the schaefer balance from the 1990s it's cool. similar it's exactly the same as the schaefer balance that i have in green that i got from Anderson it's a blue Pens. pen yeah, but here's the thing, though. I like the green color better, but there's a little crack in the acrylic on the one I got from Anderson Pens. Mm. And knowing that, now I'm afraid to use it because I'm afraid temperature or pressure or being in my pocket is going to flex it and cause it to crack more. So yes. I put this off to the side, and it's just something I look at. But this one I examined very carefully, and where the clip goes into the cap, I looked very carefully. I'm like, all right, no cracks. The threads are very smooth. On the back of the section, the nib size was still there. I, since then, I rubbed it off. I rubbed it off. Yeah, 14 karat gold nib. It had the converter. And he even had the box, which I put away somewhere. Yeah. So I asked him, what does he want for it? So he said, "Um, 125. And I was just like, you know, people will sell that pen for 200, 225. And I was like, you know. I don't I don't feel right taking it at that price. It's just you don't know what I mean he he's a he's been collecting pens since he was in since the 1990s but I kind of was just like all right, you know, let me think about it. And then I wandered over a few feet over and he had the Levenger Kyoto. Mm-hmm. And I was just mesmerized by the acrylic on the Levenger Kyoto. It's it's a mix of blues and dark sorry navy blues and light browns and brown and it's just it's just so beautiful and it's just so new this pen came out in the 90s but it's just so new it there's oh, it's new it's, to you well there's not a sing, there's no signs of any usage it's never been inked up i i swear to god he he bought it and then forgot about it that's what mm-hmm. it had to be so i was asking him i'm like are these pens have they ever been inked up? He's like, I can tell you the Levenger hasn't, but I'm not sure about the Schaefer. I don't mm-hmm. think it was. So I'm like, okay, no problem. And then I chatted with him, and then then I'm thinking, I'm like, hey, man, you used to live in Bayside, right? And he said, yes. I'm like, and you trained at the martial arts school on in Bayside. He's like, yeah. And so, I was like, so in the midst of like talking about the pens, you you kind of had that sense of familiarity, like he looked familiar, and you were trying to place where he was from, or did you like no, know it's like I, that's the guy? So and you let just... me let me let me keep going on with the story. Okay. So when I looked at him, I recognized him, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sure. But I'm really good with faces. 
I'm really good with people's faces and facial features and all those things that I noticed about his facial features when I met him 17 years ago were there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is this is him. But there's no way it can be him because the guy I knew was about 100 pounds heavier and looked older. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So... Finally, I just, I'm just like, there's no way that a human being can look so similar. And then I thought to myself, you know, losing weight and having less stress in your life and improving your diet has almost restorative effects. Right. So maybe that's why he looks younger. So I actually asked him, I'm like, hey, man, do you know me? He's like, you look familiar. I'm like, okay. You used to live in Bayside, Queens, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, and you trained at the martial arts academy. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. I was the instructor. I was the manager. Don't you remember me? And he's like, holy shit, yes. Mm. And I was like, I didn't recognize you because you lost so much weight. So he was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I kept training there for for three years and stuff. And But then the owner of the school, he was just a an asshole. He was. You know, he kind of had this, kind of had this air of arrogance about him. He's not... A friendly person and he talks down to people if they're not fully committed and stuff it's toxic you know what I mean so he mm-hmm. left because so my friend left because you know he's an adult and, and he at the time he was 50 and there's no reason for him to be putting up with bullshit like that from you know someone 10 years younger than him the owner yeah. of the school but I can't tell you how happy I was because of the fact that he's retired this you know this friend of mine that he's retired yeah. he's doing very well and he's now in the process of moving to another state and he promised his wife he'd clear out a lot of his collection and that's why he was there well, that's crazy that he's also into fountain pens too yeah and he had been even back then i just yeah. never talked about it with him because why would you right like why would you randomly talk about it in a martial arts school but mm-hmm. that was the moment i'm just like all right so i was like I couldn't tell him how happy I was that he's doing well. I don't know why I couldn't. Because in the back of my head, you know, when you don't hear from people, when you don't see people or hear from them for a really long time, and then something comes along and wipes people out the way the coronavirus did, Mm -hmm. sometimes you just want to stop thinking about them because of the possibility that they're not around anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Like you, you already think the worst that, yeah. And, yeah. and and I just, I just had no choice but to, but I like over the last year or two, I actually thought about him and I kind of just really wanted him to be well. I wanted him to be a, around and doing well and happy. And then when I when I saw him at the, at the show, I was like, this is the greatest blessing mm-hmm. that I've received, that I've experienced. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in 2020, you know, you know, I, I I lost several good friends. You know, some from coronavirus, some from cancer, some from you know just not being able to handle it anymore, and yeah. they just make ultimate decisions. But so I was really happy. So I was just like, you know what? How much do you want for this pen, the the Schaefer? And the Levenger, he quoted me a price that was like, 
way too much at this point. I don't know where the number, what happened with the numbers and stuff, but, but I was just like, you got it, man. All three of them, all three of them put together. It was like the sum was greater than the parts or something like that. Right. You know, and, and the thing is though, I didn't give a shit. I, 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 you know, the guy's moving. I, I'm, I'm I was hoping I was hoping you would there. tell me that you were going to push back on him a little bit. It's like, oh, you know, it's way nah, too much, and then he was going to be like, not at all. he was going to throw what he, what I, you said I couldn't, to him right I back at you. <laughs> I couldn't push back at all, and I wasn't willing to because at that moment, I was so grateful to be standing in front of him. Mm-hmm. I was so happy that. If if he said eight hundred dollars, I would have just, I've been glad to pay it. Look, I've you know been I mean? looking for somebody at the show to give my money to, <laughs> and you being here in the flesh and doing yeah. well, just mm-hmm. I, just take my wallet. Just here, yeah. here you go. Yeah. So how's and the then, uh, how's the true writer going for you? Because I've had one of those I'm, before, way I back really, when, and it wasn't it wasn't like my favorite. I love it. I love it. Issues yeah. though. I don't know if it's because it's 30 years old and maybe over time something. The only thing that you can fit into here is the cartridges. The converter that it comes with that says Levenger on it, the diameter of the nipple that goes in, you know, the, the chimney that goes in, is yeah. too big for the section. Ain't that something. Yeah. So, like, the, the cartridge in here is pretty tight, and I have to really push it in. But, you know what? I don't give a shit. The, the pen is gorgeous and you know it, it means more to me than a perfect pen same goes for the Schaefer balance the Schaefer balance writes fine it's it's like a brand new pen and it came with the box it's it's just a, a gorgeous pen. I love the Schaefer balance I don't know why this one tickles my heart so much but the Schaefer balance in general like the green one like if I go to a show and I find a green one that doesn't have the crack I'm probably going to get suckered into buying it just mm-hmm. because it's there I looked for one I saw a vintage one with the lever filler, but I don't want the discoloration that came with it. So, yeah. So, I mean, so for me, you know, we exchange numbers and, and I, I think it's just, it's just, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of like, you, I got one back, you know what I mean? You kind of lose chips over the course of time. And then when you finally get one back, it's it's a big deal mm-hmm. so for that this show has been one of the best shows i've been to for that reason it's one of the suckiest shows but one of the best shows that i went to yeah it's really and the people that make the that make the show happen you know yeah yeah the connection i spent i spent a good amount of time there talking with him talking about you know the past where we've both got to in the last because at the time i was like what 20 25 now I'm 43 so you know we it's 17 18 years ago lots changed you know yep so and his wife is such a sweet woman she was she was like and I, I she was like oh you look like a baby you don't look like you're 43 <laughs> and I was like good call Mary in that one man you know <laughs> yeah. so the wife was there supervising making sure those pens left the table and that no new pens were being collected yeah but like i said the show as a show as a whole wasn't the greatest show in the world and and i texted texted him the next day i wasn't home i wasn't going again 
and it was a Sunday. I'm like, how's it going? And it was like four, four in the afternoon. Poor guy sold one pen the entire day because it was so <sighs> slow. Yeah. It's like you were my number one customer. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, it, it's tough when you're selling your own personal collection because I think the, the fact that there's no recourse if anything happens. Like, I can't go to Schaefer and be like, hey, I bought this pen at a at a pen show. It's 30 years old and the nib is scratchy. Can you do something about it? I don't know mm-hmm. how that works, but fortunately, man, this, this thing is made this fucking beast. I like it. I like it now, a lot. Did you get to, like, try out the nib before you left the table? Did you, like, be able to run it over a piece of paper or something like that just to see how the dip no, was or no it was weird I, I i i just didn't care you were just I like just, just give me I all just, of them yeah just, i just said I'll, give me I'll give, give me those i'll buy those you know what i mean i was just i was more like it was more like i was more happy and grateful that he's well than anything else and it was just like i'll least i can do is spend a few hundred dollars and help help you with your move you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and i wanted the pens i you know i don't really you know did i overpay i don't give a shit i really don't and this does does he know now that you you have a pen review channel i don't think i got a chance to talk to him Ah. about that i mean i will you know what i mean Mm -hmm. maybe he you know i i'm i haven't i didn't have a chance to Mm -hmm. you know so that's why the show was really awesome after that we went to outback (laughs) <laughs> and I watched and you got your, my... your your two steaks. <laughs> I only had one. Oh, only one this time. Okay. Yeah, an eighteen ounce ribeye. And I watched. I sat there. You know what sucks about a lot of times being on the keto diet is it sucks because you're restricted. You don't eat the bread. You don't eat the pumpernickel bread with the butter. Mm. And then then they order seven appetizers before the main, and all I all I can have is the main course. So I'm sitting there watching them eat all this delicious stuff, and I'm starving. And I just have to wait. And that's part of the diet that sucks. But can I go back to what else I have? Sure. So I also have a new pen that is going to fucking give you a boner. Nice. And this one was sent to me by the lovely people over at Pen Chalet. So okay. Pen Chalet is doing some sort of promotion where they're doing like people, influencers and non-influencers, just people, people. like drawing stuff. I don't know the parameters of the thing. I even messaged messages today but i guess they're busy because they haven't had a chance to get back to me but when she or he or whoever is there texting on the penchale instagram page mm-hmm. and I, I didn't bother bothering ron about it because he just won't know he lets sarah beth handle everything i think it's sarah beth i don't know her identity is or his identity whoever's on the other side of that could be a fucking ninja <laughs> i don't even know but ron won't know he'll just let them handle it they didn't give me any any guidance. Like, am I supposed to draw something in particular? Do I draw anything I want? When do you want the posting? And do you want everybody to draw it and then post it the same day? Like, I'm not sure. But they sent me a pen that I want to show you. Ready to get your dick hard? Bum, bum, bum. Oh, nice. Oh, the Leonardo Officina Italiana. I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm hearing stuff going on downstairs. Like, I'm hearing, like, lots of stuff. Is What's it like... On? Bad. No, I'm still I'm still on the podcast. It's, what? It's in the kitchen, and it's, it's I think it's trapped inside the house now, probably. Wow. What is it? It's it's a mouse. It's a what? Um, it's something on the internet called 
called Biggie Cheese. Biggie Cheese? It's a big fat rat with chains around his neck. I don't know. They think that a, an internet rat is... Do you need yeah. to go? I could talk about this pen in front of in front of while you're gone. Um, this is gonna this is gonna be a project that's gonna take longer than just a couple of minutes. So all right, I'll uh, I'll, I'll you know I'll, we'll we'll wrap we'll wrap it up here and then okay. I'll go and take care of the piggy right, cheese so problem. Or whatever I'm gonna it is. I'm gonna make it haste. I'll I'll do it in haste. So it's the Leonardo Cassini <laughs> Italiana Supernova. You know I'm just gonna unbox it for you because it's such a gorgeous pen. You have seen this pen material before in several other pens. However, I think that they did a fantastic job. So I'm taking the pen out of the sleeve. It has the little Leonardo tag. So this is the Supernova. It's a flat top and bottom Memento Zero, essentially, with a nice a nice center band. And it has a black nib to match the trim. It's a Yovo number no. 6 size stainless steel nib. Mm -hmm. And the material is the uh, amber-colored in the Edison Collier. And yes. it's also the Conklin Duragraph, the brown material. So this material is a stock material. You've seen it before. But great looking pen. I'm gonna do a doodle and draw on time last camera with, I guess, this pen at some point once I speak. What are to you going to draw? There. Did you come up with that? Yes, I did. I, I think oh, I told you, you about it, but oh. I'm not gonna tell you again because you don't pay attention. But no, you'll I see. I'm gonna do like a time lapse video. I'm gonna do a proper unboxing. But I think it's a beautiful pen. So mm -hmm. anyway, it's about that time anyway, and there is a monster roaming around this, the kitchen downstairs. Something crazy going on. So. Yeah. I have to attend to. Are you on your computer or your phone? Uh, computer. Okay. Can you FaceTime me? I want to see what's going on. Yes, I will. Okay, cool. Anyway, just thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Penboy Boy Entertainment Podcast. It's episode number 161. I'm sorry if I went off on a, uh, a rant uh, about my past and, and, and stuff like that, but it was a very important show for me. If you stuck with it, thank you. If you hated it, I apologize. <laughs> But thanks for joining us. Love you guys. Be well. Be safe. Stay inky.